And welcome to the Miami Sports Pod, the final end of preseason spectacular, we'll call it. Will Manso, Clay Ferrero, and, you know, normally this time of the year, Clay, we're looking ahead at the season, and obviously we've got an extra week now to wait till the opener, but this week the headlines dominated by a story Reed that Sinnott. We, Reed Sinnott, right? Yes, of course. Reed Sinnott is the future, uh, unless Deshaun Watson comes over. I, I, I mean – Clay, you and I had a podcast on Deshaun Watson, what, four or five months ago? Yeah. And we, you know, like a broker record said, of course, he's great. I mean, he'd be an upgrade over just about any quarterback in the NFL. But how surprised are you that the Dolphins are once again connected to him? Here we are less than two weeks before the opener. And given that there's still this cloud over him with all field concerns. Shocked. Shocked. Um, And so you start to wonder. Where is this coming from? I'll say this. When you piece together all of the reports, I don't think you can just dismiss this. Um, no, no, I agree. And, and I, because there are too many very reputable people who are sending out various reports saying some, 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 some portion of the same thing, which is the Dolphins are very interested. Now, you have Charles Robinson, who called them the front runner. You have Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald who said, yes, the Dolphins are very interested, but they don't want to pay anywhere near Houston's price, nor should they, by the way. Um, And then you have, I think, Pro Football Talk named them along with a couple of other teams as being right up there at first. So, I mean, those are, I I mean, Barry knows this, this area very well. So all that to say, you have very reputable people all saying some version of the same thing. Um, what I found really interesting, and I want to start here, was because I don't, I don't know how much you want to speculate on this, but I did find it interesting how Barry Jackson said that there was somebody very, very high up in the Dolphins organization who was very intrigued by Deshaun Watson. Do we want to well, speculate on who that e- is? E- it rhymes with even Doss. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, mean- so look, I think, I think when you let's just assume that it is rhymes with even Doss, okay? If that's the case, then I think it makes a little more sense as to why this is still going on. Because if this were strictly a a Brian Flores or Chris Greer thing, I think they probably would have wanted to move past this a while ago. I I think based on what we've seen from Tua Tungavailoa, based on the fact that you want to have your team with as few distractions as possible heading into the first week of the season, and based on the fact that that Tua's already built a lot of chemistry with these guys – I think they would probably prefer to just move on. Uh, it, and so even if you're just talking about just Deshaun Watson, the player, who I think we both agree would be an upgrade over Tua at this point. Tua may be elite at some point, but right now. So, uh, but I think when you start to put in the mix that it, it's somebody very, very high up in the organization that starts to make a little more sense. Yeah. And here's the thing too, is that, oh, man, I got to take a deep breath when I talk about this one, because I just don't know how when it, it's always hard to talk legal stuff, Clay. And that's why you and I are in right. sports and we're not in politics. We're not in news because it is innocent until proven guilty. But clearly there are a lot of women that have come forward with a similar issue. What is the truth and what is not? How much of this is true? What, how, how as far as this gone is all stuff that will have to get determined civilly or legally as far as the criminal system. Let's get that out of the way because we're not criminal experts and I don't know the truth as well from a moral perspective, what Deshaun Watson has done. I will say this though, given that that's a lot to overhang over a franchise that is built on Dan Marino and finding that next great quarterback. And if you're going to invest 
and that next great quarterback and trade whatever it is, whether it's three first-round picks, two first-round picks, multiple second-round picks, whatever it is, on a person who has that hanging over them. Again, innocent until proven guilty. I understand that. But in the public perception with that hanging over and given everything that has happened in the NFL and how they've been much more open in trying to protect women and trying to, to penalize and punish anyone who does anything toward a woman as far as assault or anything of that nature, I don't know how in good conscience you can make that kind of deal and say, we're moving forward and we're going to trust this is going to work out because my goodness, if it didn't, this would just, I mean, implode in just this entire franchise or whatever franchise decides they would take on Deshaun Watson. And, and so I think the, the first counter to that then would be this, that, okay, fine. Then you make all of your picks that you would be sending Houston conditional because if it, look, if we're, if we're removing the off the field, uh, accusations and all that way. Let's go back to, to whatever it was six, seven months ago before any of this came out. I, I think you and I were both on the same page that, Hey, if it took that many draft picks to get Deshaun Watson in your building, you do it. Um, and again, this was before all of this. So, you know, if you're talking about strictly Deshaun Watson, the player, the person who is in his mid twenties is already an elite quarterback in the NFL, all of that, it is worth it. Um, so then you say, okay, well, if this is, if the off the field situation is what's giving you pause, then just make your, your picks conditional and then everything's okay, right? My counter to that and why I disagree with that is, man, you're already building something with Tua. And, you know, if you send Houston, and I don't think the Dolphins would ever give up this much, but, you know, if you were to send them five picks, three in the first, two in the second, or vice versa, but you make them all conditional, and then none of them ever convey because Deshaun Watson gets thrown out of the league. So so let's just go with the extreme hypothetical here. How do you go back to Tua? And, and who knows? I mean, do, do you make Tua even a part of the trade? You know, so yeah, and, the, and the reports, by the way, have been that that doesn't seem like the Texans are interested in Tua. That right. Seem so to be a so then basically, right. So then basically, you would be going back to Tua and and having to. And I'm not saying I don't think that his 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 psyche is so fragile that he wouldn't be able to bounce back from this. Well, it's too late for that, right? Isn't it too late for that? I yeah, mean, yeah. But at I mean, this point, he's either strong enough or not. Sure, but like if you make the deal, I, I guess what I'm saying is there are going to be ancillary. There's going to be ancillary damage done to your relationship with Tua if if a deal is done, and and I don't know that it's going to be undone if you do go through with the deal. Now, especially look, let's go back to what we said at the outset. I, I think you could kind of explain this away by saying, look, if if it is indeed even Dawes who is interested in in keeping this alive, but everybody in in the coaching office believes in Tua, then I think you can repair that in the building. Um, but man, I, I just think that if you do go through with the deal and for whatever reason it has to get uh, thrown out, then, then man, it's going to be really hard to go back. Okay. So let's, 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 we started the podcast with, I don't want to say a negative tone, but we started out with a skeptical, like there's no way this is going to happen tone because of everything going on. But let's take a step back. Let's get more centered. Let's forget the negative part of it and say like, hey, this will never work. Let's look at the other side of it and say, okay, all right, you pull this off. You have, as we do, we know all professional teams have people that investigate situations that have people ask questions and look into backgrounds and things like that, that have an understanding. 
If you have an understanding that Deshaun Watson's legal problems will not go any further than just what has happened, that this is not something that will be criminal, this is not something that will put him in jail, this is not something that will have him suspended for, for long periods of time in the NFL. If you feel confident about that somehow through whatever channels you have of investigation and question asking, right, there's no doubt this is not a debate about Tua versus Watson. Watson is better than Tua. Watson is better than Tua will probably ever be, and that's not an insult on Tua. I mean, Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, period. He made Tex the Texans watchable last year on a horrendous team. He made them competitive last year for most games on a horrendous team. That's not the question. So, Clay, if you are even Doss, and if you are Chris Greer and Brian Flores and the Texans' demands come down to a point that you feel comfortable giving out, you know, whether it's conditional or not, and you have intel that you believe that at worst Deshaun Watson will be suspended for a short amount of time but can be your quarterback of the sort of present and future, do you then do it? So, so we're basically removing, so we're basically saying that the only thing that you were expecting to happen with all of this, and, and this is because being completely clear here, neither you nor I are assessing innocence or, or, or guilt to either him or the accusers here. So let's just say you're basically asking me if, if Deshaun Watson is only going to miss, let's say six games or fewer, or whatever it is. So we're talking strictly about Deshaun Watson, the football player, missing six or fewer games. Do I do I give up that many draft picks for a quarterback at his level, at his age? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. And, you know, I, I so, so basically the question you're asking me is the same question that we were talking about seven months ago before all of this came out. And it's not that you don't believe in Tua. It's not that you don't believe he can get there. It's that I have seen Deshaun Watson there. I have seen, you hope that in a best case scenario that Tua will one day get somewhere near Deshaun Watson's level. Deshaun I mean, Watson is already yes. at that level. Gosh, he's at that level. And then some, I mean, again, he's yeah. elite, he's special. Yes. But but what he is involved in and the question, and look, and Clay, we say this, and, and again, there has to be a moral part to this that the Dolphins have to think about. And let's put ourselves as two dads of of girls that are going to yeah. grow up to be yeah. women and, and hopefully strong women that would never put themselves, that would never allow a man, you know, would never just sit back to a man taking advantage of them in any way and speaking out for themselves, speaking up for themselves right. like these women have. And, you know, you could sit there and roll your eyes and say, oh, I bet you these women are they're lying and this is about money. And again, these are things that we can't talk about. We don't know the specifics of what really happened. That's what will need to be investigated by the people that are paid to do this. But from just a moral perspective, your fan base is going to look at it. You're going to have the diehard that says, yeah, Deshaun Watson's on my team. And you're going to have the other side play in a pretty big percentage, I think, that are going to look and be disgusted that the Dolphins would even entertain taking on a person who has these allegations against him. And to me, I mean, isn't there a moral perspective that you have to sit back and say, sometimes morality and, and, and what is going on is a lot more important than W's and L's on the football field. Yes, yes. And so that's why it's like it, we start off this thing by saying we're, we're, we're trying to oversimplify the question in, in so many different ways. And, and it's, it's because, hey, you look at him as a player. Well, yeah, sure. Like you, you want that player in your building, in your organization. 
you look at the the allegations and it's like you're trying you have to be innocent until proven guilty um and yet at the same time to your point that does have to play into it so then the final thing that you mentioned is even let's say he is innocent or he is found that you know whatever it is 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 not either not provable or whatever it is yeah i that all has to factor into it so this goes back to what you and you said pretty much at the outset of this thing this is this is not yours nor my area where we're qualified to make these sorts of judgments i'm glad i'm not in the dolphins building having to make a decision on this one because for me i would have to be so sure let's go back to what you were saying about the the investigator i i would have to be so so sure that my investigative team that the NFL investigative team was able to clear him to a level where you felt so comfortable that you could go to your fan base and explain what it is that you found and, and have them be okay with it. And I yeah, don't know yeah, that that's even possible. That will have to happen. It will have to be. And that's the thing. Just, can you imagine they make this trade? And by the way, if they make this trade, you have to think it would have to be before the season. I can't imagine that this could extend into the season. Yeah. And and the part that's tough for Tua is that this year the season is an extra week away. It's not like, hey, they just played their final preseason game on a Thursday or Friday and they, they play in nine days, you know. No, they don't play for another couple of weeks. And that will be hanging over their heads as to what happens with Deshaun Watson if anything happens at all. And it's tough because how do you then step up? Look, the chances of the Deshaun Watson legal situation getting resolved in the next two weeks is slim to none. I mean, I, I would guess it's none, right? You can't right. resolve and just uh, no one legally I could come out in the next 13, 14 days and say uh, it's all been investigated. Deshaun Watson has been cleared of all issues. Like, right. Like, we're talking happen. 22 civil and 10 criminal complaints. Like exactly. you're not you, you, I don't know that we're going to have one resolved in the next much less 32. Yes. So, so forget that. So that means that if a deal is made, someone, preferably, let's say his name, we joked before, but Stephen Ross is going to have to sit up there as the owner of this franchise and say, hey, I'm okay with the face of our franchise being a person who has over 30 women and situations legally, criminally, civilly that are currently up in the air and need to be resolved. I'm okay that this is the face of our franchise. And man, again, innocent to prove guilty. Deshaun Watson has every right to prove himself innocent and that, that he didn't do these things being accused of and clear his name. But that's a lot for a franchise like the Miami Dolphins to just say, we feel comfortable doing that. Now, I know there have been reports that this is a, this is a situation where the Dolphins would make the move knowing that he wouldn't play anytime soon. It's not like Deshaun Watson is going to start week one. I mean, he's not, he's currently not playing, you know, he's currently not, he's not in position to play right now, right away. But at some point you're saying he is going to be my quarterback. And I don't know how you just brush that aside right. if it doesn't work out and then just say, okay, I just lost the three or four draft picks, a couple of them conditional. Uh, it didn't work out. Deshaun Watson's been suspended for a year or he's going to jail or whatever's going to, and let's just move on with two. It's on the low. I don't see how that happens. So it, it better be, if you're committed, you got to get committed one way or the other. Clay, which reminds me, I want to ask you this. What do you think of Brian Flores' non-response? It's very common from Flo, but this could have been a time where maybe he overstepped that theory and said, look, guys, I'm putting this to bed. Did you think it was the right decision if he truly, truly believes in Tua to have said, I'm not talking about this? I think 
it was the response of, uh, put it this way, his response made a lot more sense to me when you put it in the context of there being somebody in a high position in the organization who is really intrigued by this idea. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, yeah. I think, I think hearing him talk, he doesn't feel like he can go out there and say with 100% certainty, this is never going to happen. Um, and that's because ultimately it's probably not going to be his decision to make. Um, so, and, and I also think this, he, he's somebody who he's, this has been his line from the beginning. And I think the reason why it's been, for, with everything, with everything regarding players on other teams um, and, and any interest. So I think he's kind of built up the ability to fall back on that for situations like this, where he can say, hey, look, as I've told you guys before, and then he can fall back on that and say, look, this is, this is no different because this is, what I, this is the precedent that I've set. So um, yeah. I didn't take anything out of it. Let's put it that way. I, it didn't, I didn't expect him to say anything different than that. It didn't change my opinion on where he stands or where most of the people, where anybody in that building stands on this thing. What it did mm -hmm. was kind of reinforce that uh, if this decision is ultimately made, it's not going to be made by Brian Flores. No, and that, and you're right. I mean, that in the end, he did reference Chris Greer. You know, he said, "Look, I, I don't talk about things that that a GM may or may not be talking about." I and I guess he could only handle. And he did end his news conference on Sunday by saying, "I have interest in the guys that are on this roster right now, not in guys that are not on this roster," which is true. But man, it's it's a these rumors, this speculation is coming from somewhere, and you're either a believer that it's coming from legitimate sources or you're a believer that it's being leaked by the Texans because they're in a bind having to try to figure out what to do with this guy that they're going to pay a lot of money for that's not going to play for them and that has all these legal issues hanging over his head you know you you believe what you believe but the Dolphins are either caught in the middle of a terrible situation that they want no part of or they have put themselves in a terrible situation that they want to be a part of because they've decided that it's worth putting your young quarterback in this position. And that's, that's tough. Look, man, I'm not one to make excuses for a football player. It's making a lot of money and it's living out his dream. Tua is not going to feel sorry for himself. Just like Josh Rosen didn't feel sorry for himself when he got moved around from team to team and didn't have the opportunity and how Dwayne Haskins was given up on in, in, in Washington. And you see young quarterbacks all the time, especially in this day and age, just get tossed aside when it doesn't work out. But I am going to defend Tua now in the sense of like, this guy has gotten a raw deal from day one, coming off hip surgery, then COVID hit. So he, not only is he rehabbing a hip injury, a serious surgery, but he doesn't have an offseason. Then he gets thrown into the mix of the fire with a veteran quarterback who's a very likable guy who plays well, gives the team energy, he's well-respected in the locker room, and you have the in and out in the line. Oh, you're you're a starter. Nope, nope, oh, Fitzpatrick. It, nope, nope, nope. Then, right when you move on from Fitzpatrick and you think, okay, this is his team, you've had the Deshaun Watson situation hanging over his head the entire offseason. I mean, how fair is that to Tua? And if he succeeds, this kid's got some serious thick skin because for what he's had to overcome in a little over a year in the NFL is something that I don't think any young quarterback deserves. No, I, I agree with you. And and I think he's going to end up better for this one way or the other. Um, I think he and a lot of Dolphins fans are hoping that it's here in South Florida and that he stays here. Um, I, I'll end by saying this. I think, I, I don't think Brian Flores could speak on the authority to stand up there and quash this thing completely, but there are people in the organization that could. 
and especially right at the top. And I, I think what's happened over the weekend is whoever it is at the top, if it is even Doss, that could have let out there that they are not interested and quashed this thing completely, that did not happen. And right now, yeah, I, think right. It's putting, I think it's putting everybody in an awkward position. You're right. It, look, it went from we text each other a few days ago when this report came out. Hey, is this newsworthy? It's a Yahoo report. I mean, are we going to rehash this to like multiple reports to now we're doing a podcast on it because the reality is this is the story that will not go away. And where there's smoke, there is fire. There is something to this story there because no one's denying it and no one's putting it to bed. And, and Deshaun Watson is still a member of the Houston Texans. So until any of that changes, unfortunately, this will be a story. Now, the story for the Dolphins is the preseason's over. They've got a week now of preparation, and then the next week, of course, game week to get ready to go to New England. And as it stands now, Tua Tagovailoa is the quarterback of the present and future. Whether that changes, Clay, we'll have to wait and see. Our plan is next week to do a Dolphins regular season preview and breaking down positions and win predictions and what we think is going to happen. But given all this stuff, who knows what we'll be talking about next week uh, with all this Deshaun Watson stuff. So we shall see. That is your Miami Sports Pod. We always appreciate you listening, subscribing. We'll be back next week with a Dolphins preview or a continuation of our Deshaun Watson conversation.